0: Good morning, Hive Nation. We are with a special guest this morning. Uh, Mr. Andrew Down is a sales director at Vendasta. He just completed the New York City Marathon. Um, He has a very passionate story to tell us today. here today. Um, He is a close friend of the Hive Nation, uh, also known as me. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So, uh, Andrew, thanks for being here today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, The first question I have for you is, um, what has coaching done
1: for your business career? Oh man, great great question, and really good to be here. Uh, Thanks for having me, it's nice to be here in person. Um, You know, for me, for my business career, I I think back early on in my sales career, and I have a couple early sales leaders that were huge coaches and advocates for myself, um, offered training, offered guidance, offered mentorship, that I still look back on very, very fondly. You know, I, I came out of commerce, Business degree. Um, I got the sales because marketing jobs don't pay well, um, and sales you know really identified a, a way to kind of earn some some money early on. Um, where I landed with a, a national uh, sales organization opened doors to you know consultative selling training, negotiation courses, sales leadership that had been there and, and had experience, and you know for me it it really stuck out that um, even as an individual contributor, even as a salesperson. I can't do it alone. You know, I can still learn from others. I can still grow and develop and evolve. And you know, for me, as, as I get uh, more experience in my business career, um, you know, it's really exciting to kind of give back that mindset and uh, those strategies to to the to the next sales force. Um, you know, I think sales—it's a very competitive industry. It's very, you know, can be cutthroat and and very, uh, um, you, you know, it's very competitive, which is great. Uh, I think it's important to remember though that, you know, for me to win, you don't have to lose if we're on the same team. We can both win together, sure. mm-hmm. right? And so so in, in uh, with my sales team, uh, I, I have a we win, we lose, we learn uh, philosophy. And we celebrate wins um, as a team. We talk more about the losses and, and learn from that. And then, uh, you know, we learn overall, um, win, lose, or, or draw. So um, it's really important to me to, to kind of have that mindset as a, as a team that, um, you know, no individual, is winning the game or, or winning the deal, right? It it yeah. does take a team and a collaborative effort.
0: That's you, you talked about mindset and mindset is a is a huge thing within sales and you know confidence is is a big thing within sales, right? So mm-hmm. uh, you know to to be a leader like that within a mindset confidence type
1: of atmosphere, it is huge for for especially for young salespeople, right? 100%, yeah, it, it can be hard. You know, like, like sales, business in general is not easy. No. Uh, there, there's good days, there's bad days. Um, having a, a positive mindset, and I, I think a good strategy and a plan. You know, what are you shooting for? Really helps um, keep you level-headed and keep you going. When, when there's a good day or a bad day, you know, you don't want high highs and low lows. You, you, you kind of got to maintain the middle, and, and I think for a lot of salespeople it's hard. You, you get super fired up with the big deal, and all of a sudden it's a week later and you haven't been, you may be grinding as hard as you were and, and now the next one's not coming. Um, so I think it's really important to maintain a, a level, level head and uh, you know, like I said, celebrate wins, um, learn from losses, but, but more so stick at it and stick to the long-term plan and objectives that, that you've set for yourself, for your team, for your business. If you can eliminate emotion from
0: anything, <laughs> you know, that you've, you've got the system beat, but that's what people always work off of, right? Is emotion, and you know, you you hit the nail on the head there. That's that's how that's how every sales guy gets up for the for the big deal and gets real low for the lost deal, right? 100%. Yeah. Uh, another question I've got for you is, um, within the um, opportunity to be a coach or a mentor for that type of team, mm-hmm. where has that taken you within like a, a respect type of? atmosphere or, or, you know, uh, 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 kind of an agreement,
1: I guess, if you want to call it that with your staff. Yeah, I, 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 I humble brag. I think I'm respected that at my, my workplace, um, mm-hmm. was, was recently nominated as a Vendastian of the year, which was a great honor, you know, 700 employees at the now, well, congratulations, uh, so sir. to be put up with, with two very deserving coworkers, um, you know, I think it's a testament to, to not just focusing on myself but helping others. Um. I, I touched on this, but no matter what you sell, it could be world class software, it could be uh, egg equipment, it could be a widget. The salesperson didn't make the product. They didn't. They didn't perfect it. They aren't the support team when something goes wrong. And for me, um, you know, salespeople that that are inwardly focused and you know think that they're they're the man, um, it probably will work for a period. But over time, uh, you, you you gotta. respect for it's due and you need to be respectful to your support team your product team the manufacturing team the developers whatever industry you're in that's who made what you're selling right and and i think it's really important to remember that that the salesperson it's the relationship side and that's that's hard to do not everyone can sell not everyone can build a good relationship over time um but i sure as hell can't build world-class software um so you know i i need that team to to respect me so um you know even at my previous uh employer you know as a partner at a, at a local i.t company uh we really focus on the techs our help desk our technical people were our cornerstone and as salespeople, we would not sell a project until it was vetted and approved by the technicians which a lot of times sales go promise the world come back and say figure it out I got the deal to million dollars figure it out and You've never we, done that you know, <laughs> yeah you know and, and, and I, I think it's really important to remember who's who's actually gonna do the work who's gonna support it yeah um, so you know I, I, I pride myself on on team building teamwork cross collaboration I love sitting down with other divisions and departments um, and I also have a healthy relationship with really the entire sales leadership at Vendasta. At you know we uh, my peers the other directors the the, the various VPs um you know, I, I get solid feedback to myself and, and I'm, I'm there to help them as they're trying to achieve their goals. And, and I think that goes a long way. And, you know, it can be pretty easy to put your head down and focus on just yourself, which, again, I think short-term probably smart, but long-term, um, you know, you're, you're not going to get ahead. The the biggest thing in that is,
0: is team selling, right? And, you know, uh, you win as a team, you lose as a team. Um, the the whole thing that, you, you know, you mentioned about um, – uh, sales and, and, you know, getting that deal, sales is just a cog in the wheel. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they're, like you say, you have that whole team behind you for that reason is that sales and then it goes to tech and then our IT or wh- wherever yep. it has to go to in order to finish that deal. Right. And that's, that's the whole idea around the team atmosphere. Right. Yeah. That's, I that's, know, that's kind of yeah, yeah. I it's love right. that. Um, can you tell a uh, high nation about a, a mentorship, uh, program that maybe you've been a part of that has that you've offered to maybe a friend a family a co-worker that has excelled them in their in their life or career
1: yeah for sure I'll um and actually I I can talk about one that's actually helped myself and and for for me mentorship there's there's kind of two two sides of mentorship there's there's what I would call organic which is you know I consider you and I. you know we, we met a few years ago we we talk if we have a business problem or a challenge we'll maybe go for coffee and chat and you know i i feel like it's kind of a two-way street which is great um you know i I really appreciate that and it's fairly it's organic it's not formal we don't meet at a specific time and place and and then the other side is more structured mentorship programs and um, i'm i'm really fortunate and proud i was a part of the the first cohort at Vendasta of of their mentorship program and i was a mentee um and, and i was paired with our cfo and this was actually we're literally at a year of when we when we finished. Um, it was last December in uh, 2021. And I use that time, you know, being a salesperson, getting really granular on the numbers and talking with the CFO was eye-opening uh, to kind of see how their thought process worked. I also got to see behind the curtain of a couple of pretty major acquisitions that have happened in 2022 at Pendasta, a couple of companies we've acquired. And to see what goes into those decisions, not just the financials, but the people and the process, um, was eye-opening from a business perspective. And, you know, he really helped me lay out our entire 2022 strategy, um, set all of our, our sales goals and targets, and, you know, really happy to say we, we accomplished them and then some. Um, but I, I don't think I would have set at the same granularity the, the objectives and the goals that I did if I didn't have that mentor to kind of bounce ideas and talk to. You know, it, it, you can pretty quickly get caught in a silo And, you know, I, I don't like, I like to set very, uh, realistic, but difficult to achieve goals, whether it be in business, personal with running, whatever the case is. Um, and you know, I, I think he pushed me to, to, to set the goals high, but also have the plan in place so that we could achieve them. And sometimes that can be missed, you know? So, so for me, mentorship, whether formal or informal, uh, mentorship or coaching, whatever, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, I, I really think is just that sounding board and someone that you can, you know, when you're having a good day or a bad day, you can mm-hmm. talk to about it. Yep. You know, that, that's outside of your general sphere. And and that is what stood out to me. This wasn't another, uh, felt like it wasn't a peer, it wasn't a director of sales who I meet with every day. So, sure. you know, it wasn't my VP who I have a one-on-one with every week and we, we set our foundational plans. It was someone who literally knew nothing about the IT channel and what I was selling but had a really strong business acumen and understanding of what we were doing as an organization. And he could help bring me to, to that level. Yeah, you know, so, so that was the
0: difference there. That's the, you know, that's the key to mentorship though, is, you know, to be able to have that, you call it organic, which is a really good word for that. You have that organic conversation and just kind of feed off one another, right? And that's, you know, you just take it to the next level mm-hmm. just within experiences or, you know, whatever, whatever you're, You could be having just a bad day you don't have to talk about business yeah you can just
1: say hey jb i'm having a bad day right it could be just as easy as that well and you know people forget but you know work is a big part of people's lives and a bad day at home is going to impact you in the office yeah and you know a bad game is going to impact you the the next day so i you know i I really try with my team to to get to know them at a personal level um and and kind of know the cues of you know something seems a little off and you know okay this one-on-one we're not going to talk at all about the pipeline or, or the revenue. Let's just like what's going on. Yeah. How can I help? Yeah. You know, and, and it may be as simple as you know today. It was a lot of snow in Saskatoon today. I don't know when this is going to air, <laughs> but it was bad and driving in was not good. And, and two two members of my team sent me a note and hey, they got stuck. They work from home. All good. Absolutely. You know, a hope you got out or you, did you get out? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. The car's safe. Work from home. Don't stress about coming into the office today. You exactly. know, like, like, just take that off their 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 list of concerns because there's going to be other shit that comes up during the day. There is. So stuff like that. Those very common sense, right? Like, yeah. I mean, let's uh,
0: let's all be common sense here. And if you can't <laughs> drive through four feet of snow, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure why you'd even try. Right? Exactly. Uh, we exactly. talked about that this morning. So,
2: yeah. Mark it up as one of those things. You can only control what you can control, right? And if you can't control something, well. Don't let it be the main stress of your day. Right. You gotta be able to
1: compartmentalize and let that go. Right. I, yeah. I, I love that. You know, it's my favorite movie, Frozen. You know, let it go. You you can't. <laughs> you, you, but you, but you can't. You know, you uh you. If you can't control it, it's gonna eat at you, and you have gotta let it go. Mm. Um, do what you can to, to influence it, but you have to understand what is in you and out of your control. You heard it here
0: first, Live Nation. Andrew down. Favorite movie. I got it. a few nieces.
1: All right. So.
2: <laughs> it's his Frozen, favorite Frozen, song Frozen to run to. to. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. Um, so, in in your position or out of your out of work, mm-hmm. we talked about the kind of respect
1: level. How would you describe yourself as a leader? Uh, I think collaborative um i think approachable and i think respectful um you know i'm i'm very big on uh and no no question is too big or too small um i'm pretty forthcoming both personally uh, with with my team and professionally you know we uh you know where i am today it's it's fast growing it's fast paced and there is a ton of change and i i involve my team with all the changes um you know we we're building out scorecards for roles in the new year, and and I'm doing that with them. You know, identifying their strengths, uh, and ensuring that their role, their job on, on the team, is going to be something they want to do, uh, they're good at, and that they can be paid well for that. You know, so so very collaborative, um, and 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 I think you know respectful and respected, uh, due to that because I I'm not. There's no secrets. Um, there's no closed door meetings, um, you know? And, and I think it, it goes a long way to just be a human as a leader. You know, I think, you know, at Findasta so we have a lot of salespeople who literally are born in the year, in the 2000s, which blows my mind, right? Uh, they, they, you know, they, they don't get my, my references from pop culture, you know, from, from the 80s and 90s. And I'm not that old, but it's a different generation. And, you know, they, they can kind of, Shy away from approaching senior senior leadership, and, and I think ensuring that they're comfortable and you know you can kind of talk on their level and help them see how how their role impacts the bigger picture. I think yeah. it's critical, and I think for a lot of organizations, it can be hard to have an end goal that you know the, the executive team gets and the board gets and sales leadership understands. Someone doing the day-to-day job really needs to understand today. I think how what they do how is it meaningful and how does it move the needle for the business goals? And a lot of companies don't do that. They just, you know, why aren't you at work? You know, show up. Why aren't you doing your job? It's 8.03. It's like, well, there was a snowstorm, you <laughs> yeah. know, and, and I, I don't live at a house with a garage. I take the bus, you know, and I think understanding that people on your team have different realities um, and just, again, being human, I think, goes, goes a, a hell of a long way. Approachable, you said it,
0: that's that's big, right? To be approachable, to have somebody that can just come to you and say, Hey, can you help me out with this without being scared to you know for your answer? Yeah, when they know what your answer is going to be, 100%. right? That's a huge that's a that, you know, we talked about the stresses of sales yeah. earlier. You, you just took the stress away from them, right? Even if it's just that that much, you just took a little bit of stress away, yeah, right? Well, and that's that's the thing about leadership
2: or, or any team atmosphere if you have that level of communication where there's not, no secrets and there's no worry about conflict turning into something negative where there's that conflict resolution strategy, you have things in place that mm-hmm. make the team a team. So to that note, what
1: does team mean to you in general? Like? Yeah, a really good question. I think for me, team, team comes out to trust and accountability. So I, I gotta trust every individual on the team and they need to trust me. That I'm doing what I say I'll do, that, you know, promises I make, I I don't make them until I know they're gonna happen. Right? That you know, I think leaders can often wanna get excitement and buy in. So they, they kinda overshare something coming down the pipe and maybe it takes six months or a year to develop and people start to lose trust. And they hear mm-hmm. when they hear the next thing, they're like, Oh, sure, it's another one of the yeah. Yeah, another, another, yeah, yeah, here we go again. Yeah. Um and, and I think accountability, you know, I I I need everyone on my team to do what they say they're gonna do. Um and I in turn need to do what, what I say I'm gonna do, right? And and I think it's really important those two, two um things being on a team, whether it be in business or sports, you know, any any team sport, um is, is really really critical. Because without that, you, you have a really cracky foundation. Yeah. And you know, any foundation, you can you can bury a lot of uh issues with revenue growth in business Uh, but at a certain point you can't grow anymore um until you until you have a strong foundation so i I really think it's like a ground up philosophy with trust respect you know all of those just core human behaviors i i'm a i'm a big believer in hiring high integrity high trust you know and just good people um you know be more than you know just a top performer Um, Top performers can be great people, so don't get me wrong, like that's that's even better. Um, But you know, if you have just good values and high integrity and trust and respect, um, you'll fit in on my team, you know, all day, every day. Yeah, it's
2: something Jason and me always talk about. When you build that team with the right intentions, trust, accountability, when you have to have those tougher conversations about, you know, maybe missing a target or something went wrong, somebody had a bad day, it's not, like we talked about earlier. Well, why didn't you do your job? That's what you did in your job description. Yeah. It shifts that conversation to well what happened here? Let's let's sit down, let's let's go through the steps and why how we went astray and let's make sure we don't do that again. We can course correct now opposed to managers and bosses blowing up. And yeah. there's that word boss, where I think is the anti-leader. You're a true leader and nobody will ever consider you their boss. Yeah. And and I think a
1: lot of yeah bosses are not leaders. You know, Definitely if, if you're, if you're a leader by title, um, you know, that that's, the, that's the last place I want to be. Yeah. yeah. And then I think to your point, it's, uh, who you are shines when things are hard. Mm-hmm. Like, like when there's stress and high pressure, who you are at your core is what's going to come out. And that goes back to where for myself and my team, being a good person first, I think is just. The cornerstone of, of business the majority of coaches
0: who are who are i'll, I'll call them players coaches mm-hmm. or player leaders right who are who are players leaders are usually the best coaches mm-hmm. uh the, the guy that, that rules with the iron fist uh everybody kind of just gives up on him, right you just kind of turn your back on and you're like well yeah you know, I'll go find something else to do or somewhere else who you know respects me or wants to me be, to be, be part of the team, right? And that, you see it all the time, whether it be sports, business, executive, you know, it, you see it a lot.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's all about how you can come across, right, In that's... Well, and I think yeah. it's important. It's not just about, just for everyone listening, this isn't uh, join my team and it'll be easy. It's still hard and there's still expectations, but I think it's done in a, in a respectful, human way Sure. Um, not just about numbers. Right. So, so I think it's, you know, you, you can be a, a players coach, you can be an advocate for your team, um, but still have high expectations. And, and I'm a believer that you'll get more when, when you care about the individual first. So, so right. that, that's just my, my belief. Um, yeah. And you know, it's been, it's been proven uh, through through business. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm a really big advocate of, uh, you'll see the meme float around on LinkedIn, and it's, you know, it's the, uh, you know, what if we train them and they leave? well what if we don't and they say and and i'm i'm a huge believer on continuous personal professional development continuous learning go get certifications if, if you end up leaving for a better opportunity i hope that you are 10 times stronger than when you joined um, and if you're not, you know, that's when you need to kind of performance manage and, and maybe those people aren't right for the team anymore. So mm, big, big believer on that. that's
0: definitely where that, that open door policy comes into play, you know, on a sales manager or a leader where you have that open door policy where if you are having a problem, don't, you know, don't shy away from coming in and knocking on my door, or, you know, just coming in and say, Hey, Andrew, I need a hand with this. Yeah. Uh, cause if they're scared, uh, they're out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and don't let it, don't let it build up. Like, like, you know, death by a thousand cats, two little things become three, become a big thing. Let, let's just, let's just get this resolved. You know, yeah. well, let's talk about it. What's yeah. going on? You know, how can I help it? And, and often it's, it's either something out of their control, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. it touched on or uh, it's uh, it, it's not a big deal and, and we'll figure it out. You know? It sounds like you guys have like a really good process in place, which is, is helpful
0: to no matter who. So if they go through the whole process and you know, the last straw is, I gotta go ask Andrew, I guess, because <laughs> I, I've kind of, you know, emptied the
1: emptied the bucket here. You know, that's a good thing, right? That's yes. a really good thing. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, you know, I don't, I don't love the kind of flip the question back approach, but oftentimes when I get asked a question, it's like, well, what do you think? And it's just, it's the set the why. You know, why, why are you asking that? And just talk through it. Yeah. And and often, you know, your team will know the answers. They just maybe are not confident to implement it or you know Great. don't have the experience or so they're unsure but um you know if the best ideas are coming from me we're in trouble so, <laughs> so I, 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 i'm a big believer on you know just supporting the strengths of the team and, and getting their buy-in they'll also you know if they come up with the idea or at least are involved in that discussion they're going to be way more impactful when they implement it versus being told what to do don't sell yourself short. <laughs> Absolutely. And,
2: uh, you know, before we move on, that's, that's such a big thing. When somebody feels that they're an integral part, they're automatically more bought in than if they're, here's your duties, get it done on yep. my desk by Friday, or you're not going home for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so outside of that, I, I think everybody has different strategies in work of, you know, taking some time to breathe in between meetings or, bring ourselves down. Jason, we use the alter ego quite a bit. (laughs) Outside of the office, you know, we talked about you being a runner. Is that your main kind of outlet or do you have any other
1: outlets per se that you use to kind of decompress mentally or physically? Yeah, um, A, I think it's really important to have outlets. Um, For for me, it's definitely uh, running and golf. Are, are the two and I'm, I'm pretty good at one and if you ask my friends I'm really bad at the other um, but for me they're both similar and what I love about them is I can control it's a thing I can control mm. if I put in the work and train I can get faster I can lower my score in golf they're individual and I think for salespeople um, or sales leaders it's it's a team game and so for me I grew growing up I played sports I, I played hockey football uh, dabbled in basketball after high school um, but now as an adult and as a sales leader and coach, I actually gravitate to the individual sports and I think it's because it's, it's solely up to me. I, I can just I can go out I can get better at it. Um, that said, the biggest thing I love about running uh, the, the hard training I do on my own but I love the social side. so there there's a group I run with Saturday mornings we'll go out in the winter you know we uh, Christmas Eve we did a, a light run where we literally wrapped Christmas lights around our entire body awesome. and ran around the city and Cars were honking, people were waving. People loved it, um, you know. So the social camaraderie side of it is still critical. But when it comes to training and race day, it's all me. It's did I put in the work? Did I train? Did I did I do what I needed to do? Um, the, the other thing I love about running, uh, you know, and I, I do longer distances. I you know I, I I do marathons, and so you get a lot of time in your own head. Um, Which can be scary, but can also be where a lot of great ideas come from. So absolutely I I I listen to music. I all if I'm on the treadmill I'll I'll have something on but I I, I'm not really I'm more just in my thoughts and you know Some some really clear thinking can happen um, when when you're doing those training runs Um, So so I definitely appreciate that uh, Overall and and yeah for me physical health is Directly tied to my my mental health, Um, you know, I, I notice after a few days if I haven't been, you know, if I miss a run or two, I start to, I feel worse, you know, physically um, and, and mentally. So even Christmas Day, you know, I didn't do a big one, but I, I got some activity in just to make sure that I don't have to worry if I eat a little extra at dinner that I'm going to feel sluggish the, the next mm-hmm. day. So yeah. for me, it's that kind of you know snowball of just feeling good physically leads to mental and, and back and forth with all those lights you must have had a lot of extension cords (laughs) (laughs) well you know in 2022 there is uh, battery powered lights yes yes. (laughs) what an innovation
2: (laughs) Uh, I I love your point on everything you just talked about on running and having that headspace but just the the small point of having an outlet Mm -hmm. so many people I think overlook that and like you said you know you miss a few days and you don't feel as good well, in, in our journey recently with building the hive, there's definitely been times where I put I was like, I don't have time for the gym. I've always been that guy that said, There's always time for the gym. Yeah. And those days that I said, Nope, this is more important, I was not as uh, productive and I felt like crap the next morning. I went if I would have just took two hours aside as opposed to looking at this sheet going, Hmm <laughs> I would have been You'd be I ahead. Ahead space. Yeah, I would've felt better and just taking that time and always making time for yourself. Yeah. is so important.
1: We, uh, I didn't love COVID, but one of the positives that came out of COVID, uh, my wife finally convinced me that, that we'd get a treadmill. We were always big gym people. Yep. So we'd go to the gym and I always thought, why would I invest in a bunch of home stuff? Because I paying a membership and I go, well, we stopped going to the gym and we invested in a bit of a home one. and. Um, you know, this year I ran uh, more miles than I've ever run. Um, the, the treadmill, I'm able to do it no matter, I have no excuse. Uh, so I'll often on a Thursday night, I'll throw on a game and just walk hills on the treadmill and for an hour instead of sitting on the couch and doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then I can go sit on the couch, feel a little energized and, and often I pull up the laptop and that's when some really good thinking happens, right? Mm-hmm. So um, for me, like I said, that, that the f- focusing on physical to get the mental side uh, is, is huge. Absolutely. I guess, you know, talking about how many miles you've done,
2: is running more of that outlet for you to get that mindset my- space, sorry? Or do you actually have kind of set goals as well in the running space where I want to do this marathon you just completed in New York? Marathon, yeah, yeah. Is there
1: other goals along with that? There, there is. Um, so it, it's definitely an outlet, but it is. I, I take running, you know, as, as an amateur runner, I take it fairly serious. Um, I. I, I completed 29 half marathons. Wow. New York was my third full. Um, I'm already signed up for two fulls this coming year. So oh, I'm uh, just, uh, October about- I, I got into Chicago which is another one of the world majors. So New York is one of six majors. Um, Chicago is another. Uh, so I got into that in the fall and then actually it's it's my dad's 70th birthday um, in June and he wanted to do something different. So we're actually going to run the Banff marathon together uh, in June, which I assume for, you know, someone from Saskatchewan will be a bit hilly. Um, you know, but so those are kind of distance goals. Um, along with that, uh, I I took a few years off running, uh, about seven years ago now. And those were probably the two, like when I look back professionally, personally, you know, with, with my wife and my personal life, those were probably the worst two years I've had as an adult. Um, I don't think it's 100% related, but it definitely played a, played a role, mm-hmm. for sure. And when I came back, um, I, I ran a half marathon in, in uh, the Okanagan, in Kelowna, uh, in, I think it was 2015, after a couple years off. Um, it wasn't my fastest time, but it was one of my most rewarding races. And since that point, I think I, think I needed the break because since then, what I used to think was a fast half, my my goal used to always be 145, five minute a kilometer, 21k, 145, just like like clockwork. Um, since then, I'm I'm now down to 132, wow. and and the goal for May here at the Saskatchewan Marathon is I uh, my goal is to break 130, and and I have no reason to believe I won't. Um, you know, a lot of training is gonna go into that. You know, race day is it's one day you can't control the weather, things happen. Um, but I'm going to do everything I can to control the training cycle from literally this week through to May uh, 28th to, to hit that goal. So, so I, I set kind of um, event goals and then within those there's the time and the, the training goals that come with it. Very cool. If
0: you need me to drive behind you and
1: crack the whip, <laughs> you let me know. I'll do that for you. I'm here for you. Andrew. I appreciate that. You bet anytime. I in one day. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I just put a new goal for myself to be able to run a marathon at seventy, or even think about it at seventy. It's you, know, my, you, know, you, you, you
1: talk <laughs> about mentors and coaches, and and uh, you know my, my dad and I, you know have have a good relationship. But he was growing up, he was a coach in, in minor hockey, um, and he's been an inspiration. He he got into running when I did, so he was. Uh, he wasn't a distance runner you know in his 30s 40s 50s um, but he's actually he completed the full Ironman uh, when he was 65 and, and wow. that day I'll never forget because we were here it was down in Coeur d'Alene Idaho and the weather was 36 degrees Celsius oh. humid hot. he was out there for 14 hours uh, you know doing the full Ironman but he, he completed it and I'll, I'll never forget it because it comes up in my Facebook memories when he crossed the finish line he had the mental state to pull out he'd written thank you to the volunteers and held up the science crossing the finish line and the, you know, the announcer, you know, here comes Terry down from Saskatoon. What does that say? You know, they read it out and you know, to me, that's goes back to just being a good person, you know? And, and I I really think, uh, it's something I'll never forget. And part of my why is, you know, to, to, to when i'm 70 be able to, to do those types of
0: things as well i would still be doing that <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't swim so that's why I, <laughs> I, I, I can't swim
2: we have lots of lakes in saskatchewan
0: but uh they're rather cold yeah, especially this time of year <laughs> well andrew it's been fantastic uh there's been some great sound bites out of this and uh You know, whoever's watching this, listen to this. If you can't pull them out, uh, I'm not sure what I can do for you. But uh, Andrew, (laughs) thanks again. Thanks for being here. It's been a pleasure. Have nation, next time. Thanks.